we carry on, I do want to say that because there is going to be people listening that are more heavily involved in the pirate community as, as us. And everything that we say is just come from personal experience and uh, from sort of like a, a look and from the entertainment side of it. Because um, obviously you've got the people that are dressed as pirates to be in that world and you've got people that dress as pirates to create that world. So I think um, everything... And some that, people that dip in and out of it and some people... Yeah, exactly. So, and we respect and love everyone. Exactly. So anything that we say that uh, you might uh, disagree with you listening, then it, it's not um, it's not like a be-all and end-all, this is how the pirate community is. It's just some experience that we've had um, in our very short, relatively short time as pirates. So I just want to say that we love and respect what we've done. Relatively? You understand that. <laughs> I'll record a separate special like disclaimer for the beginning. Yeah. Well, I see you know I haven't. There you go. Yeah. I'll record says like a the views expressed by Jolly Roger do not reflect the views of the wider pirate community as a whole. <laughs> any relationship to any figures living or dead is purely coincidental. <laughs> Jolly Roger aren't real. Based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the fish tank, and today, me, Captain Rehab. Hi, I'm joined with. Uh, joined with. I'm joined with. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm joined with Jolly Roger. How are you doing, guys? How, what up? Yeah. Hey man, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want to just quickly introduce yourselves for the for the listeners at home, one by one? Uh, I'm Kynan, or uh, Bosun Tutos. I play the bass in the band. I am Samantha, Lady of the Sea. Mandling guitars and vocals, nice to see you, speak to you, hear you all, other way around. <laughs> I am Jay, Captain Jamrag, not chosen by myself, guitar, ukulele, harmonica and vocals in the band, and I am A-OK. And together we are the Power Rangers! Johnny <laughs> Roger! Blasting off again! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, very cool. So, you guys are obviously a, a band who plays music, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later going on. But I think what is particularly interesting about you guys is your connections to the pirate community. Uh, and I want to spend some time talking about that, delving into sort of what what is it and how it sort of played a role in sort of your um, your evolution as a band as well. So how, how would you describe the pirate scene? I, I put a call out on uh, on Facebook for people to to say what it was for them. And... Uh, I got, they were all quite cryptic responses. Maybe I should have explained better what I was after, but it was, it was, it was nice hearing sort of people's stories. People say, oh, I went to Brixham a few years ago, not realising it was Pirate Weekend. Got drunk with a fair few of them, promised I'd be back next year after they indoctrinated me by making me down a shot of rum while wearing a borrowed tricorn hat. Um, yeah, I think we'll maybe hear from some of the more of these stories as we go through the thing, but... Um, None of this really explains what I want to know. What What is the pirate community? Well, if you want an honest answer, from my opinion, as a casual pirate, uh, not myself, but as an outsider, I'd say it's a wonderful uh, escape from reality and it's brilliant. If you're a full-time pirate, like uh, yourselves and us, then you, it, it's a bit crazy and messy, I think. I think there's a lot of fractions that there is in the real pirate world and... Um, I think as soon as you find your uh, your sort of place, your sort of gang of pirates, it gets a lot more calm, which is nice. But uh, I think that it can go either way. It's, it's the same as any other uh, collective group of people with common interests. Um, but as a general, it's, I mean, it's better than uh, better than not being a pirate, isn't it? I was <laughs> I was amazed. I was amazed about how serious it was. 
Yeah, when yeah. We first, when we first started. We uh, just liked dressing as pirates, and then we started a band, and then all of a sudden it was like a lifestyle for some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've, we've been completely uh, drawn in and dove into ourselves. Is that word? No. Sticking with it. Into that, life, into that lifestyle, and we've met uh, a fantastic uh, collection of people that are also pirates, and it's just a big old weird wacky ride, isn't it? Yeah. So you were a band before you discovered the whole pirate scene then? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We always liked dressing up as pirates and going to music festivals separately and then together. Mm. Uh, and then well, we all played music, so we started a band and we got involved. I think it was when we got involved with Brotherhood of the Black Festival. Yeah, that's it. That's... The first festival that we ever actually got booked for. And we realised people were actually pirates. Yeah, and that was when we, we got there and realised that they're a like, full-time, proper, like, they take it very the made, seriously. They made what we were wearing look really shit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> live action, uh, no, not, it wasn't good, you know, like LARPing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. It's like a little bit step on from LARPing. But I think, like, the pirate stuff for us and why we liked it is because obviously we were all born and um, raised in Penzance, which is like the pirate centre of the Pirates Penzance and stuff like that. And they have pirate days down there. And we've got like the Admiral Bembo, which is one of the smuggling pubs that have tunnels from where the pirates used to use down from the harbour up into the pub. And there's a lot, mm. lot of history with pirates down in Cornwall, especially down in Penzance. Um, I, I used to work for a youth club down there and we did a whole project on smuggling and pirates before I was in Jolly Roger. It's just so ingrained into the community and dressing up as something like everyone in Penzance just has pirate garb. And if you go out drinking, then that's like usually the, the, the outfit of choice. So that was, it was just naturally for us to, when we went to music festivals, we we're like, oh, should we just go to pirates? as pirates for like the whole weekend and we did and that's what me and Kynan did when we first got together then we started playing music and then we just did the both together so it's like a natural yeah. progression and then and now like it's um so ingrained in our life even when we go out drinking when we're not playing music like we're in most pirate garb anyway it's just like taking over our personalities I'm wearing I'm wearing for your, for your listeners uh, I'm wearing eyeliner right now like it's it's now normal day where Jay's nails are painted black. It's, uh, it's, it's strong it's fashion cool. choices, like pirate or not. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I was wearing nail varnish before I was a pirate. Thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nemo was not cool. I love meeting everyone's characters as well. Like, and everyone's got names, and some people like are different when you meet them when they're pirates <laughs> and when they're not. And some people definitely are. So it's just so fascinating. Um, and yeah, just get well into it. It really is just a, it's a pleasure to be involved in the community, I think. So you're talking a little bit about LARPing, yeah, so there's definitely, I think that's maybe the problem I had looking out, trying to get people to say what pirating is or what the what the pirate scene is, what the pirate could be, because there isn't one, I think that's the, I guess what I gather from what you're saying, there's no one cohesive pirate crew. There are lots of people who sort of stumbled across the same thing, and there's people who are into it at different sort of levels. There are people who get fully involved mm. and act a persona as part of it and some people yeah. like yourselves who just sort of like i don't know like the aesthetic of it enjoy the enjoy the clothes but have uh tumbled further down the uh down into davy jones locker i was gonna say down the rabbit hole but actually that, that was a rubbish that was a rubbish pirate analogy i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's not equivalent at all when we first started playing um, as a band the the garb and the clothing definitely helped with our confidence and oh, massively, like yeah. 
kind of standing behind that as a character almost. And I think we do have stage personas, um, but I think they're just a bit more um, extravagant than to our usual kind of personalities now. But at first, it very much, I, I found it personally a lot easier to act on stage if I was, when I was in pirate garb. And that, yeah, they, it helps, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, our characters as well, I mean, um, with us being the musicians and that being our sort of alter ego on stage, I think it's the same as most people that have a, a pirate alter ego or, you know, a pirate name or something. It's just, um, after a while of doing it, it sort of just becomes an, an, uh, a heightened version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Thing which I think is the single most best thing about the whole pirate community. It's just a way for people to be a bit more free with themselves and it's sort of like an excuse for them to actually um, talk and act and be the person they want to be because they're like, oh, I'm just being a pirate. But actually underneath it all, it just it gives them that bit of freedom away from their um, day-to-day life to do that. It us as a band as well because we go into some pubs and some local pubs where they're just used to the same bands playing week in, week out, and then we turn up and we're something different. Mm. And half the pub is a bit excited, or I say half generously to us, maybe one or two people are like really <laughs> excited that we've come in. It's usually, it's usually happening. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's this going to happen? And then the rest of them have just, they've actually been quite rude to us sometimes. And wow, just really? And not know what to expect or just like giving us looks and thinking, oh, what are they doing here? Like, what is this? Like, some, sometimes I think they're waiting for like a bit of a kids party or something. However... And we find it really fun and it's given us so much strength to go up on stage and play like we do and play our music and slowly win the crowd over. And then mm. next time we come back, it's like, oh, it's Johnny Roger, rather than just like, who are these weird people coming mm. in dressed as fun? The best <laughs> thing about that, though, is... Uh... The, the people who aren't interested or know anything about the pirate thing, when they see us play and they s- somehow get hold of a tricon and they start drinking with the other yeah. pirates and dancing yeah. like a pirate, they have the best time of their life. And I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's it what... is. It is. The flip side of that, though, is prejudice. is pirate prejudice. Well, I mean, you get that. No which pirate man's though. Which we have. <laughs> uh, genuinely... Pirate prejudice. Uh, yeah, yeah we, you get... Um, movement, generally, though. venue owners, uh, some venue owners just, um, they don't, they see it as a bit crazy or a bit weird or maybe, I don't know. I don't know why. They, they, they just don't book us. Yeah, they don't book us because they see pirates. We've had one venue owner explicitly say no pirate man <laughs> um, who then booked us they, they then booked us afterwards uh, and we played because we started to sort of gain a bit of traction and they booked us and uh, and it went really really well and we had and there was a post on Bandfinder which is where we used to pick up a lot of our gigs yeah. uh, which said no pirate bands yeah I think in it's capital letters we, we were so um, focused with our gig finding we were just doing everything playing every pub and I think the word had obviously got around that we yeah. were doing it, and they just went, yeah. Man, so yeah, there's an endemic of uh, anti-pirate rhetoric in the in the small venue scene. It needs to be stamped out. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly but surely, between us and Nasty Fishmonger, mm. we will stamp that prejudice out. <laughs> What's the thing? We, we're not really, we wouldn't consider ourselves a pirate band. We don't really do much piratey stuff. It's just when we hook up with you guys that we seem to get like... Yeah, we get, like... Hurting people as well. <laughs> Nasty Fishmong is just a name for us. Like, I'm very interested in the pirate thing, but I'm a I'm a captain more in the sort of hot knives or like um, sensible sense that more than like you know, um, Smollett or um, 
I can't think of another pirate one. I'm more Captain Beefheart than than uh, than like Captain Haddock, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the beauty of it, though, because the whole, even the whole pirate, uh, the pirate community groups and things like that. If you took away a tricon, it would just be a, a group of old timey folk people. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the same as any other um, faction that like that Lord of the Rings or Knights of Templars, things like that. It's just sort of a step back in time and reality. And we just happened to put that pirate label on it because, mm. you know, it's cells. We found a lot of... Uh, <laughs> not during Sometimes. COVID. Yeah, not during COVID. There's a, there's a lot of links with the steampunk community yeah. as well right. and the pirate scene. Mm. A lot of people do both, I think, that we found. Um, so you see the similar faces there in both the scenes mm. and... Let's talk some of the uh, notable pirate events you've been part of, or any ones that particularly stick out in your memory. Yeah, we we didn't quite get there, I don't think, with the first uh, Brotherhood of the Black Festival. We weren't in the scene as much then, because it was our first pirate festival as a band, and we've only been together for just over a year. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want to say for a second what, a bit of what the Brotherhood of the Black Festival is, like where it is, when it is, and what, what sort of thing do they have? It's a, uh, it's a pirate festival in Wales, just south of the Brecon Beacons, so just outside Cardiff. And... Uh, it's got reenactments. It's got um, vendors and stalls with all sorts of things like swords and leather Surgeon. pouches. And, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bludders, Bludgerson. Jefferson Blood. That's what I said. Uh, he, uh, he's brilliant as well. He definitely knows his, his stuff. And some acts. So we had us and the Captain's Beard and... Reaver's Gallows. Reaver's Gallows. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it was a great... It was it was a great thing. That was just uh, before we got to 500 likes on Facebook, um, which is relevant because after that, it skyrocketed when we started meeting all the different people from all the different pirate communities around the, the UK and just got a proper first sense of how much fun and mischief the pirates got up to. Cause that was, it was when we realised, well, it was when I realised that the Brotherhood of the Black was when I realised that it was like a serious thing and that there was a big, like a, a, a wider community like the, the, the there are factions of groups but there is a wider community of all of them together and they all sort of go yeah. to the same events and yeah, see each like, other and uh, stuff. like each each faction of them aren't necessarily um like enemies or anything they're just obviously they're just closer together so they have mm-hmm. their own smaller community like club yeah but yeah. but when you have those bigger events everyone all meets up and it's 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 great where everyone's all friends on facebook and chat online like is my my facebook Feed and interaction has been uh, so much more engaging and positive since having all the pirates and being in the pirate groups. Everyone's just having a good time, and we've we've got our own now with the band community page, which is mm-hmm. just a really lovely, supportive group where everyone just has a you know um, come together because or in spite of us, and <laughs> and it's it's really it's really cool. Yeah, we got involved with that, and then we met the guys from Brixham Pirate Festival, where we met one of them, Darren. Uh, impressed him enough to get a meeting with um, Russell, who's one of the guys that runs it, and he came down and um, watched us perform outside a, in a shopping centre in Penzance, which was strange. Yeah, yeah. Freezing out, out cold. In the freezing cold. Uh, and they booked us for Brixham, but uh, obviously that was that was the end of last year. Brixham was due to take place this year, and because we're now living in a new world order, um, we can't. We Brixham didn't go ahead. So we. So it's probably the the only pirate festival we played then. Live. It's the only one we've done in real life. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. It's the only one we've done in real life. Yeah. Because that was at the end of our first summer, and then yeah. we were waiting to play the ones that we were going to play this year. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But we we ran the Plymouth Pirate Weekend and Brixham Pirate Festival virtually. We also did a little bit of work towards the Pirate Fest in America. Oh yeah, and we uh, did yeah we did some some stuff towards the Pirate. What was it called? The Pirate Weathering of the Storm. Weathering the Storm Festival. Oh, and over there too. Also that Le Pirate thing or whatever we did. It was, but yeah, the so we we actually we've actually only done one one pirate festival in real life, and then we make our own pirate festivals yeah, every we, gig we play. This will be quite unique then, though, about the way in which sort of these disparate groups of, of pirates have all through their common love of of piratry, pi pirated. Pi, Pirating. Piracy? Piracy. That, that's, yeah, that's the word, isn't it? Piracy is the I right prefer, word, not piratry. I prefer piratism. Piratism's good. Do you think there's something quite unique about their engagement with the music you're doing and with you as a band, as a, as a whole sort of concept, that they're, they're far more invested and engaged in what you're doing than general music audiences or um, other music scenes um, around? There seems to be something quite... You, like you got a lot of real sort of die-hard fans among this, this community of pirates. I, it's always... It's, it's always exciting when you're at a venue and a pirate turns up. Like all of us, all of us always nudge each other because we know that they're gonna, they're there for us, which is nice. And it's nice to know that there's people there that genuinely that have come to see us and know know what we're about. Or even if they don't, they just we we feel sort of accepted. Um, I think it's awesome. They are dedicated, aren't they? I the think, pirates to us. I think um, it is wonderful. I think, yeah, I think that the pirates are a bit more dedicated to uh, music than the average music fan and I think that's because um, obviously we don't know personally what being a pirate back then was like or life was like back then so ingrained in the pirate um, feeling is the sound of, of that time as well so I think um, especially when you're trying to get into that character for the night and lose yourself a bit and have a drink when you hear some old folky music or some romping pirate tunes and stuff. It's definitely uh, uh, another um, sort of gateway into the into that mindset that, that a pirate wants to be in. So, um, yeah, I think in a way that maybe it is a bit more than just the music for, for the pirate yeah, fans. Do you, reckon, do you reckon it's because there's such a small community of pirates mm. that when they, get, when they hear that there's a pirate band coming to town mm. or there's one playing in their local pub or whatever then then they're like oh yeah because like because I mean, it's, like, it's such a small it's such a small close thing them. like if you were really into uh, this is not at all a comparison but if you're a brony and you're really <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're into my little pony and then a my little pony band comes Look, to we would accept you, you would be like come out as a brony <laughs> 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 no like, you would be you would be I I, I will be judging you loudly from no. the side of the of the internet. I think it does give, I think it gives pirates a chance to make an event or an excuse to meet up with other pirates when they see us playing. Yeah. So I think that's really important for people. It's just an automatic. Oh, we can go for a social Jolly Roger on. Let's all get garbed up. They're going to be garbed up. Everyone's mm. going to be garbed up. Mm. Even if like and feel like good about coming out and having a good time with us and it all adds to the atmosphere and and i think um as well the best thing about that is um it doesn't really matter what age you are or who you are or what you're into because 
we have met people um, that were pirates or were not pirates along the way of all ages, all, um, all walks of life that um, are now pretty into the pirate scene either because of us or um, before us. But whenever a gig, including our parents and, and um, people that are our parents' ages and people that are younger than us, and whenever they all get together, it's just like a family reunion. And there's, it's just this... this um, this bond that they have, um, which doesn't discriminate against age, sex, religion, and all that. It's just, we're here as pirates to have a nice evening, and it's really good to see you. Everyone likes a theme night, don't they, as well? Everyone likes a theme mm. night. So yeah. like, it gives people a chance to do mm. that, which is good. We just want to party, basically, and that all adds to it, people getting dressed up and stuff, mm. adds to them feeling like they're going out for a good time as well, I think. It's the same as any faction. You've got uh, you go to a, a limp biscuit gig. You've got um, gloves and baggy trousers. You go to a, a metal gig. Chains you've got, hanging off your trousers. Chains. <laughs> yeah. If you go to a hair metal gig, everyone dresses up hair metal. It's yeah, it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it makes you feel like you're part of it if you yeah. are looking like you're part of it as well. But the people that aren't part of it or aren't dressed as pirates, we've also had a really lovely response from, and I think after they see us play, they kind of get what we're about. Mm. And come again to see us dressed in garb or not, which is also cool. Like we just, yeah, it's accessible pir piracy, isn't it? <laughs> We've sort of tapped into the metal community a little bit, actually. Metalheads love pirates. They, they really do, really. I absolutely do. They love pirates, Vikings, folk music. Uh, the thing is, that like, everyone loves folk music. If you, if you shout a bit in your folk music, it's, it it's works punk, it? well, yeah. It's punk, yeah. Yeah, if you just shout a little bit less singing and a bit more raspiness, it's music. <laughs> Don't tune your instruments. Pop <laughs> station! Jay, you, you produce pirate gear, right? Or am I making that up? Yeah, well, I, I make, um, make custom pirate hats and also bits of jewellery and and accessories for pirate garb. Um, so assuming that's obviously post the, the pirate involvement then, this wasn't some, were, were you doing any sort of leather work or jewelry work before the whole well, pirate thing or? been like a, a, very, a very creative sort of person making, pick, I like to pick rocks up and, um, and I bring them home. I'm a rock kid, it's great. Yeah. And it started there, um, but then uh, obviously building your own pirate garb uh, from charity shops and stuff like that, it sort of um, uh, excelled it. And then um, with COVID coming in, it's sort of like I need to try and make some money here, so <laughs> I put it into do that. You were doing hats before you were actually doing hats, though. Like when we got our first clothing as pirates, Jay would custom. Yeah, designed them for us and stuff like that. And he did my hat when I first got it and made it look really good. And then started doing the hat. So it was something that you just were it, naturally drawn to doing, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. It, it actually came about as in I had so many hats that because I did one for myself and then one for um, Mamp and then other family members come in and then I have like this backlog of seven hats I have to do. And I'm like, actually, I don't really have the time or money to do this. And then they luckily offered to pay for my, my time. And then I was like, well, actually, this is something that I could do for other people as well. So, mm. Thank you. Yeah, so do you do the, the leather work yourselves? Or is this just, you're like just customising them? Or yeah, what? I'm not really doing much with the leather. Um, mm. Probably because at an early stage of hats and, and like, 
like this. It is um, and veganism. Yeah, and my <laughs> veganism now. Uh, it is. Oh, so you, all your hats are vegan. Uh, well, anyway, they have to be from now on. I guess so. Um, oh wow! I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend eating them anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, cruelty free. You know what I mean. Um, at the moment, it is getting um, either a already templated hat, like circle hat, that can be turned into a tricon, and then the 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 work that I do is more about the customization. It is because it isn't just um, do you want a red hat? Cool, here's a red hat. Is I've had like D and D hats where I would put in secret uh, compartments for D and D dice and nice. uh, sew runes into the side and. Had one for a someone who wants to wear it at their PhD doctorate in America. So and he wanted it like an old school ship surgeon type thing. So I made um, a little old wooden uh, medicine cabinet box out of the Domino's thing and uh, painted it all up old and put little bottles in there with different um, herbs and things like that and uh, different compartments with um, tweezers and old school instruments and glass bottles and. You also got away with, and I have no idea how, sending real animal bones attached overseas to the United States. Do you actually ask questions when people want hats? Like, what do you like? Have you got any interests? Can you tell me an old story about yourself? Something like that. And really personalises it Mm. to that person. Like, even with the, uh, I, I like to put, like, a signature thing as chains around the sides of it. I like to uh, wear the chains dip and dab where they are sewed in. I like to put little emblems and things. So even those little details, like when um, Dan asked uh, for one for his mum, I was like, what are the little sort of things that she likes, like gardening and stuff like that? So all those little emblems are like either flowers or... Isn't there a trolley on Oh, yeah, that was for Bryce. Yeah, he, he did all the game shows, um, Trolley Dash and all. So I, I managed to get hold of a miniature trolley and put that into the right. <laughs> So that was uh, Dan from Nasty Fishmonger's uh, mom and stepdad ordered um, customized hats for each other for their for their anniversary, which is very very sweet and very 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 cool of you to put it all together. No, no, it's great, great fun. I, I like um, I like working out because there's never a, like a plan. I'm not a I'm not a hat maker essentially. I'm a creative pirate customizer. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> really cool to get all those little details and just make something that is completely unlike anything else that they're going to get. It's really it's really. Fun. You know when we're at a gig and one of Jay's pe- hats walk in with a person underneath them? They're really unique. Mine's got my name on it, on the side yes, that he put in Lady of the Sea. It's got paintbrush in it because I like painting. It's got like all the colours that I like on mm. the inside and stuff like that. It's really mm. cool. That I would never want to spend that much time doing my hat, so I'm probably <laughs> To do it. I've got to admit that the hats, cleaning, really. the hats that I do, they are quite expensive, but they're the cheapest custom hat to that level that you're going to find because I like to be competitive with the price. I looked around, it is the cheapest at that sort of level that you can find. And also, it takes me about 25 to 30 hours per hat. Wow. So it's sort of, it, it is, yeah, if you're looking at an hourly thing, it's not really that much, but um, I, I, I mainly just do it because I quite like to do it. and. It's not a massive money maker. It's just sort of that thing that I can put back into the pirate community. And um, I know for a fact that if I forget a hat at a show or a pirate thing and I have to wear this horrible little tricon, it's just it's so much better going into that um, that world with like a this piece of gear that just emerges immersive immersives immersives. 
Immerses. Immersifies. Immersifies. Immerses. You enter into that experience, then you, you can feel uh, you feel proud and confident. You know, like Emmental. Yeah, Emmental. Emmanuel. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great thing. On the Wii. you just making up words now. <laughs> so, have you got a website or a Facebook page where people can find find your work and uh, maybe get a hat of their own after being inspired by this podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's um, Obrakara. Don't ask me how it's spelled. It's on Facebook. O b e r i k a r a. Yes, which is Cornish yeah. for like waves and love. Jay, and Jay can pronounce it, but can't spell it. I can spell it, but can't pronounce it. Mm. I say, How do you pronounce it? Between us. Oberi Kier. So Oberi Kara, you can check out on our Facebook. It's linked with uh, the band page. So if you go over to Jolly Roger Band UK and give that a like. But yeah, my, everyone gets their own pirate name as well. So I got given my lady the sea because I like the sea. After that, I started swimming in the sea. Like It wasn't because I got called Oh, that, right. I kind of developed into the lady of the sea and now i feel like that's part of me and that's <laughs> right off to the sea we go <laughs> See, that's a so, great yeah, thing as well with people on their and their pirate alter egos that when they use them and boost their their inner wantings and creativity it does seep back into their day-to-day life uh, it gives them extra confidence it gives them like your pirate name. <laughs> uh, my pirate name jam we <laughs> <laughs> no, need the story of that now before we move on it's less about the name and it's more about the, the mantra of your your almost character your last character it does <laughs> to your into your life it does give you a bit of extra confidence and it does give uh make you want to wear some badass stuff but mixed in with your normal clothes and it, it's definitely um it's expressive expressive Tell me about who you are as a person. Of Daniel Radcliffe, which is Daniel Radcliffe, which is Harry Potter, and that's it. Oh, that—that's the story. That's the whole story. Yeah, that's why he's called Daniel Radcliffe. But I like—I like to call people um, by their actual full names, not the ones their parents gave them, uh, <laughs> the one that I gave them. So you know, if <laughs> if um, if someone's called Daniel, and then uh, they call themselves Dan. I like to call them Danthew instead. I see. Dartholomew or something like that. Um, and then Kynan did that with my name and called me Jamuel. And then obviously uh, the natural progression of that was Jamuel Radcliffe. <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I don't even know why. Which, um, which you un- don't need to explain that. Which <laughs> unfortunately and coincidentally gets shortened to Jamrag. Yeah. Which is also a jam. A musical jam on a cliff. Jam rag. I only see that. Isn't that just? Is that just a Cornish thing? Is that what you just use to to, to sort your scones out, right? Yeah. No. Well, it's, yeah. It's a used tampon. No. It's, <laughs> it's a what? <laughs> well, it's not even a tampon. It's a used sanitary a, towel. Yeah. I am what? shocked. Dude, so, cut that bit. So that is <laughs> what it is. Look, that is what everyone's thinking. We got. That is what it is. <laughs> we got told that after we named you. We didn't even know. That's what it was. <laughs> I, 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 I hate the name. I, I still hate the name. Please change the fucking name. <laughs> no one's calling him all the oh. time. No, I think you should. When you're traveling outside of Cornwall, you should tell everyone it's a it's a very serious uh, scone implement, and yeah. anyone laughing at it will be ejected from the venue. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you get around it. 
Don't mess with the scones, man. <laughs> is it is it cream first or jam first? I've got right. to ask. Here's the thing. Oh right. God. Oh God. Here's the no, thing. Like, Cornish none of people, us, none of us in this room, none of us in this room care enough about it. For some reason, literally, for some reason, have this massive vendetta about what Is that like Vienna? Is that like when you're angry at a large vehicle? <laughs> Shut up, kind of. So it. Uh, Dude, the thing is, if I say things and it's wrong, but you still understand, is it wrong? <laughs> no, it's not. If you say things and it means something different than what you said, is it Basically, better? I'm going to use Vandetta from now on. Whatever thicker goes on first. What are we talking about again? Oh, scones, scones. I don't know. We've gone, you we've say gone, again. We've gone no, from um, my name now to... Jam or cream. cream yeah, cream and jam. How long are these uh, podcasts going <laughs> I think we're losing it a bit. Yeah, yeah come on. No, it's okay. Rehab, give us another question before we completely lose that one. <laughs> For each of you, what is your favourite piece of pirate gear that you own? Oh, uh, my waistcoat is my favourite. Can yeah. you describe it to us in, in as descriptive language as you, as you can muster? Oh, in a really sexy phone sex voice. Please, yeah. You knew we were going to say uh, hat, but no, I think um, I like all the bells and whistles, but I don't like to wear them all the time because it's um, it's hot. I haven't seen your bells and whistles. Well, you're my sister. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I, I'll tell you what. If I'm not playing a show um, and I'm just dressing as as a pirate for like a, a meetup or Life. something, yeah, it will be a tankard. <gasps> Sorry. Mm. I love drinking out of a tankard 
uh, with other pirates that are also drinking out of tankards. I think when everyone's dressed as a similar thing in a similar time, it takes away like those barriers of maybe different clothes or the other things that can se separate us as people in groups. And we've, if we're all pirates, we're just all pirates, and anyone can can do that. And then you become more of like an inclusive environment. Do you, does that make any sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. it's like we're like like that's it's like a uniform, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like school uniform, but cooler. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't schools be happier places if they let the students, nay, forced them all to dress as pirates oh, instead yeah. of wearing normal school uniform? Oh, yeah. But then, like, Angus Young dresses as a schoolboy for all of his performances, and he's still cool, isn't he? Is he, though? Is he, though? We've sort of touched on banned things, but let's talk more explicitly about banned stuff. So you've just released a animated music video for your song, Wouldn't Ride a Horse, uh, which we kind of you animated that yourself, right? I did indeed. Uh, so, I, yeah, let's talk about that. Tell me, tell me things. Zero, zero um, experience in animation before I did that. Uh, I, I, well, I think my experience limited to making our logo move. Uh, and then Dan, these guys' stepdad, got very excited and, and a few people commented on the, the moving logo and said it looks a bit like Captain Pugwash and Dan got very excited and said, you should do a Captain Pugwash foothole video for Won't Ride a Horse because it's sort of the perfect song for it because the song is mental. So yeah, it, it took best part of three months. Uh, wow. Some like 16 hour days, one of which I did, I did a 16 hour day straight and I only got two seconds done. So <laughs> oh my God. You should have saved it, Kylo. <laughs> it was really... Uh, I, I want to say I don't want to say painstaking because I love that sort of stuff. I really enjoy yeah, it. You're in your element. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you did a fantastic job. It, it looks amazing. Every person in the video, bar one, is people are people that we've met. Yeah. There's one person in the video is someone that we haven't met, but he's still a real person. Every cartoon figure in the video is a real person. I'm not allowed to mention who they are because I want we want to see if anyone figures them out. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And if people want to play this uh, this real-life Where's Wally for themselves, so they can find that on, on the YouTubes, on, on the Facebooks, all of the all the usual places, yeah. right? So both of those places, that's those, those are the exact two places that's where you can find and, it. Uh, How did I know? <laughs> if you're at a similar or a slightly older age than us, then there's a lot of um, split-second hidden references in there as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing if they're all found by, by some one another words that I say. Yeah, there are, there's, there's, I don't think, I, can we, did we count? I didn't count how many there are. No. I reckon there's about 20. I reckon there's about 20 references, visual references to things. But I don't think everyone, I don't think one person's going to get all of them, apart no. from one of us. Challenge is on. Yeah, yeah. Good, luck. <laughs> good luck. Some of them are easy, some of them are really hard. And uh, sorry, you've uh, you've also just recently released uh, a new EP as well, which is, I am I right to say it's your third EP? Yes. Yeah, we uh, this one is um, sort of a more <sighs> shanty led. It's still got the very much. It was for the Fisherman's Friends gig. Wasn't yeah, it? we we got booked uh, to open for the Fisherman's Friends, which has been one of the first sort of goals that we wanted to do uh, as a band, um, and it was in the same space of time is the other goal which was play with mad dog mccray mm. <laughs> um, so we wanted to do something a bit special for it so within like a week week and a half we um recorded and released an ep just for that sort of thing 
Um, One's a shanty medley. Yeah, so we made a shanty medley. So a, we we rogered uh, some shanties together, and it is very catchy. Yeah, it's got its own. We we wrote our own chorus for it, and then the rest of it we just pulled a load of shanties and put them in one key. Mm. Uh, that was Samantha's brain. That that, well, that's an happen. idea that we've been sort of tinkering with for nearly since the beginning of the band, really. Yeah. So, um, and then the other, there's it's it's not shanty led. It's more just quieter. Yeah. It's not like our usual shouty pirate stuff. It's more melodic and nice. And the, the final song, the final song of the EP is um, is written by these guys. D. How do you explain D? Auntie. Auntie. Yeah. Our stepdad's sister. Mm. She wrote a wonderful song inspired. Well, because she unfortunately lost some people close to her at sea, and I think we've all had that touch our lives, like being around fishing villages in mm. Cornwall. Like, I know uh, my cousin lost a man that was very special to him that brought him up and he lost him at sea and a lot of other people have as well that we know. So, mm. yeah, it's a song about that, really. And it's... Um, sad. Yeah, it's about that. Sad. It's but, sad. But it's very, very powerful and it's an amazing song. So we wanted to do it justice and record it and... Auntie D let us do it, so we're very thankful to her for that. Do you do your recordings yourselves then, um, or like, well, how have you, who have you recorded these with? That EP we recorded in this very room um, through the help of a friend. Uh, the other EPs we did record at home as well, actually. Um, the album we went to uh, three or four, four maybe, four different um, recording studios. Um, worked with some really cool people. As it was our first album, we didn't really know what we were doing. We sort of wanted to get a scope around with um, work with a few different people and get some outsider points and we've learned quite a lot through that experience um, and it was also good fun like we had one up um, near Glastonbury um, and we stayed we played a gig uh, for a room for two days and then we got another gig the next day and we recorded both days and it's like a really cool experience to do as a band. We're just very lucky to have such a supportive group of people around us and such a supportive family. Um, that are a lot, We've got a lot of musicians around us as well, um, which is great for when you're asking for feedback and they're brutally honest with um, your music. <laughs> Good and bad, but no, we're very thankful for that and, and the connections that we've made along the way um been amazing just to build the community which is one of my favorite parts about being a musician is just to meet other people trying to do this, a similar thing and um, learning about their experiences as well um so yeah it's great it's great and w so with the uh with the most recent all for jolly ep uh if people at home want to listen to it they can't right it was, it was a very limited run wasn't it yeah. physical only We've got some left, so if oh boy. you one, um, you can Facebook us, give us a message there, or mm. email us, and we can post out to you. But there's a, mm. yeah, we just did this one as a limited edition one. Um, we may or may not uh, re-record and master them for our next album, one or two of the tracks, mm. um, but the, it might be the only chance people get to listen to them. So we just wanted to yeah. do a really, like, Special limited edition one for the for the Fisherman's Friends gig. Mm. Um, so uh, just 
let's just move on to the, the inevitable topic that I think, you know, it, we, it would be remiss of us as musicians having a chat right now to not talk about coronavirus and the impact that that's had on the arts and uh, music scene. Uh, and you guys decided to go full time on me. You decided this is what you were going to be doing full time just at the start of when of when lockdown happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, we it's been good, actually, for us not. Um, having other jobs throughout this because we've really knuckled down and focused on stuff that we wouldn't have been able to have time to do if we were out gigging our full calendar this year. Um, so we have been able to do this EP. We've been able to do the live stream still because we're in the same house, um, luckily and unluckily sometimes. And um, we've <laughs> Just a been- lot of general admin work as well. Uh, when you're doing three or so shows a week, you just any free time is, is used as free time. Um, so now having that time just to get those little bits uh, sorted out, you know, sort out the, the drive, uh, work out your contacts and things like that, and um, come up with some ideas and new songs and stuff like that. It's the drive is in Google Drive. Yes, <laughs> Google Drive, sorry. It's been not sponsored. It's been... <laughs> it's been Other drives are available. Yeah. <laughs> It's been great. It's been great for promo. It's been really yeah. good for promoting our bands. You know, we, we, especially internationally. Gained, yeah, mm. we've gained a, a huge, huge like following comparatively mm. after. Well, not after, but at this point, um, compared to before, our our following's gotten it's got skyrocketed through mm. lockdown, and the live streams definitely helped that. You, when we when you live stream on Facebook, I think we go up by like a hundred likes every week or something you just, you just get you get reach from so many more people than you would be able to if you were playing on stage somewhere you don't get the same connection with them but you you get um like people that would never have probably been able to see us before mm. been able to access our music which has been fantastic yeah. um really yeah we now have people that listen to us in mexico and portugal and america Canada, finland, finland. Wow. Yeah, the world really it's, mm. it's really cool and it's humbling as then, well isn't it? it's just really lovely mm. to know that you're being able to party with people from all around the world and you're like making a difference to them like we've had so many nice comments from people saying how we've helped them through lockdown and they've been looking forward to our streams mm. and like we we mm. have so many people just saying it looks like you guys have so much fun on stage which we do we always mm. have fun when we're playing music and i think that's even more than the the pirate stuff for us like Mm. the comments that we get of just like you guys look like you're enjoying yourselves and that's what people want to see like whether they like our music or not i think they smile or laugh at us or with Mm. us at some point during our set and we'll just take a laugh for what it is no matter why you're laughing (laughs) if you're laughing then that's good the fact that we we stand in our living room play some songs together which is what we love doing anyway and two thousand people have smiled one more time than they would have in that day yeah and Samantha made the, the <coughs> fantastic decision at the start of it all um, to try and share that with as many other musicians as possible. Mm. So when we when we did the, the the start of lockdown, the first sort of Ten. month, really, or maybe even I two months, that, yeah. were these musicians together um, live streams where we pull in sort of anyone anyone that we've met along the way, anyone who is able to live stream, including yourself, including yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah to to sort of share it out between everyone because mm. it was a real 
at the very start, it was, as it well was a real hit, wasn't it? It went really well at first. Lots of people. Well, I know it. for a fact that a, a good portion of our audience are now fans of um, like Nasty Fishmonger and um, who else we played? Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah, and the other way around as well. Like yeah. we benefited from bands that we played with, and it's just lovely to be able to be that kind of um, channel to open up different music for our viewers and listeners mm. and also for us and to be able to help bands at the same time um and get that support back so it's been really beneficial and we might be looking at doing some more of those um coming up to winter now when the gigs have obviously changed again because there's new regulations again but um yeah so we'll probably be online more doing more streams and stuff i was, I was on the phone to a pr agency um the other day and he said something that sort of shocked me and then made me realize a few things um and he told us that now was a really good time to get our stuff out and use a pr agency uh, because a lot of the bigger bands are not doing that and there's less competition and when he said competition i found it weird because i've never seen any of this as a competition mm. and none of us have seen any of this as a competition mm. it's always been sort of like everyone's doing any, their own thing aren't any, they? Other, mm. any other musicians more like yeah. a colleague we're all working how for the same how common goal out and stuff yeah 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 that's, yeah, that's really interesting that's the, the the really draws people to doing the sort of the the more grassroots kind of music that we play that's what people enjoy about but you know they they feel the authenticity because it's people like you said have that attitude you are just sort of nice normal people like I'm doing this because I enjoy it, and I do, yeah, it's, my doing this doesn't stop someone else from being able to do it. And I think the, what what turns a lot of people off from the, from the, the traditional music industry that is run as an industry, with these sort of the capitalist trappings, and then yeah, there's a, a nice sort of more sort of human feel to like what you guys are doing. You don't get many diss tracks in the folk genre, do you? <laughs> there should be. Uh, that, 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 or that, or that is a tragedy. There should be more diss tracks. Oh, we should start. Oh, should we do we should start an online feud. Now you've said that, we've got to start an online feud. I think we should do hype tracks. Hype tracks? Oh, yeah. Under su subtle undertones of dicks. You guys are... <laughs> you guys be yeah. so much better than us. Do we don't want to cuss because we love too much, but you're better than us and everybody knows as much. Please do don't a tour. Make a fuss. We will support. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we've got one more thousand likes than you. <laughs> right. Let's let's uh, let's get this back on track. Let's get back to, to serious. Uh, let's be serious. This is, after all, a very, very solemn thing that we're a doing very here. Serious band. Oh, yes. <laughs> um so you, you guys um, had the massive fortune of getting to play a couple of the Barladium gigs. I just wanted to yes. know what, what, what your experience of that was, how you felt that went, and whether uh, you think that this is uh, maybe a template for, for live music going forwards uh, in the post-pandemic world. Uh, what do you reckon? How was that all for you? Well, I would like to be first to say that the Mad Dog McRae show okay. was probably the best day of my life. So oh, it was wonderful. It is this the the setup that they have. Uh, the Fishman's Friends one was also fantastic. I loved it. The setup they had there uh, or have there is just amazing. They have the it's because we went for such a long time without playing live shows to any sort of extent, and then we played sort of a smattering of live shows to like that were social distanced and everyone definitely obeyed the rules. Um, 100%. and then 
to play like on a proper big stage in front of, I think there was about five or six hundred people there. Uh, between three and five, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, incredible, uh, incredible. And they have the the circles, uh, I nearly said shaved, cut into the grass <laughs> <laughs> um, for no more than six people, which obeys the uh, the, the new rule so as well. Six. Yeah, the rule of six. Um, and the everyone, I mean, at that show, everyone definitely obeyed the rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was enough room for them to dance in there. Yeah, and so, sing as well. Yeah. And it was, for a moment, it was like being back to normality, really. I mean, it was more Aside than from not having, bigger than what our normal was. Yeah. Aside from there being a really, really big distance between us and the crowd, because mm. there's a big gap. There has to be a big gap between the stage and the audience. Yeah. But we took inspiration from that model um, and we're running a socially distanced mini festival of, of our own down near Hale on Friday, um, mm-hmm. 2nd of October. So When this comes out, I think. Yeah, so we'll um, hopefully that will go well and we've been working with the venue very closely to do bubbles of up to six um, people and distance from the um, stage and from each other and they, they're doing table service and stuff and camping. So, and there's there's camping that's socially dif- distance camping and we've got a few acts involved in that which um banging line um hopefully will go well um hopefully it won't be too stormy <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's going to be outside and uh yeah, we've got a bad forecast stuff, and hopefully people will just wrap up warm and have fun. And we just want to do something for the community um, to be able to give some live performances again. I feel like if, if Vacan can do a a metal festival on their site in fucking January, I think you'll be okay in yeah, <laughs> in call in October. This comment did not age well, as sadly the Folktober event was unfortunately cancelled due to poor weather. With the the Barladium gigs, then I, I I guess you say it provides like a good template for gigs. But as we move towards sort of harsher weather, that's going to be sort of less possible. You reckon? To, you're wanting to do more of the online stuff. But it would work if there was cover. I Perhaps think, if I there was think. some kind of cover. I think people are just put off. People need to just come out and give music a little bit of leeway and be like, if you want to come see live music, then put a coat on and go outside. It's all right, isn't the, it? The thing You're is, not shopping in the rain. You can do there's, it. <laughs> there's a reason why um, festivals and major tours are in the summer, and that's because not just the weather, which does play a massive part. It's that sort of mantra of life uh, that summer gives. Um, so moving forward into the winter, I think that it's definitely a good... If there's a good way of doing it undercover, um, then yes, it, it works brilliantly. Um, it would work even better throughout the summer, but obviously we don't have that. But on the other end of it, I kind of hope that it just goes back to normal by the time that we need that for next year anyway. Um, I'm becoming a pessimist about the winter, most certainly. I, I'm getting the feeling, and I think a lot of the UK are getting the feeling that it's just going to go back to what it was like in April. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to be normal for next year. Where we're going to be stuck inside and shops are going to close again and... The good news is, which I think, I think no, it's, I think we're heading for for lockdown two, return of lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> yeah, lockdown. The, the good news is, which no one seems to be focusing on, is that yeah, the government and the rich people get away with stuff and all that stuff, and yeah, we're losing business and not playing as many gigs, but we are all 
Um, they together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to slap a copyright violation there. Uh, sorry, not on my good Christian podcast, please. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, thank you, Jesus. We <laughs> together. All the, all bands are struggling. All um, small shops are struggling, and it's not like we're falling behind. We are. We are all just pausing at the same time. Yeah, everyone's. And we all just need to uh, spend a bit of extra time helping each other out. Um, I know money's tight, but if you can if you can buy from an independent um, shop for some food, then do that. If you can donate to a musician um, and you're able to do that comfortably, then do that. If you can go and buy someone's artwork that is um, an artist that's independent and do that if you're able to like we just need to try and help each other out through this and it will make your life better won't it a bit of music or some art if you're on hard times you're struggling things are bleak a nice picture a nice song absolutely you know a bit of color into the into the dark. nice jolly roger t-shirt yeah jolly roger. yeah new album ep show, show off your jolly roger t-shirt to your cats can't you if you want to do that or social media we're gonna we're gonna have a christmas t-shirt coming out soon oh boy can you give us any uh, any juicy details about that for, for our, our listeners yeah there might be an animal on the front that mm. isn't our usual animal but might feature heavily in our new either. music video it's definitely not a horse no don't ride them we don't ride them but we ride something else it might be something to do with that yeah, any any shout outs you want to make to anyone anyone who might be listening? Do you wanna anyone wanna thank? Um I think just every, everyone that's um everyone that's got this far into listening to us <laughs> go on about stuff. Yeah, is, uh... yeah congratulations. <laughs> Stuck <Yeah>. it through. <laughs> no, big big thanks to um it's more of a it's more of a just a, a a nod to them, sort of a well done. Thank you for just being part of um, Jolly Roger, whether you're a fan from afar or you're a family member that has supported us or you've donated to our water bill live streams or, um, <laughs> you know, anyone that we've worked with, um, people that have just been nice to us and we've been nice back and just um, everyone that's been involved in our journey for making it so special for us. So thank you guys for that. And can you just give me like a, a cool soundbite of like some words of wisdom as a uh, some, something to that will be a, like a nice a nice closing statement off the top of your head now 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 right now don't go away mad just go away and also uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 